For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Connor's muted, so I'm going to take the intro. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Matt Connor, not the best with technology, but fantastic with Chiefs takes. Matt, how are you? Dude, I'm I'm good. I, I think, honestly, some people would want to mute my Chiefs takes even. So maybe my best show would just be like Matt on mute. I don't know if AA is like interested in starting a whole podcast just called Matt on mute, where it's like me for like 60 minutes. Just muted. Would that just would that muted? Work? I kind of like it. Just Matt on mute because you could also use Verderam and just Verderam just doing the hand gestures, and you know he's being very New York, but you just can't hear it. So Matt on mute really works on two different situations right there. I'll I'll just put different beanies on and just like quietly mouth my bad takes, and then like and then change a hat. I mean, I think that works out great. You know what's not a bad take? And that's Casey Bierko. Casey Bierko is just absolutely phenomenal. I'm drinking the Colas right now. I went on Saturday, actually, got me a brat. The brats, by the way, are now 50% bigger. Those bad boys are huge. Those things are fantastic. New bun, uh, same fantastic potato salad. Really, really good. And that beer, always delicious. Casey Bierko, best sponsor, best beer. If you live in the Kansas City area, Go down, take a trip, go to Casey Beer Co. It is truly just fantastic. But yeah, drinking the coldest right now. Great on a little steamy day in the house. Turn the AC off. We're cruising in here. <laughs> hey, Sterling, by the way, viewers want to know, I want to know, you're looking smoother face these days. Can you update us there before we get into Chiefs? Yeah, I lost a uh, golf bet. So Stash had to go bye-bye. So now I'm the nice Sterling. Now I'm the, that was the evil Sterling with the mustache. This is nice Sterling. Uh, but yeah, I lost a, a bet golf. So uh, I'm baby Sterling now. <laughs> you need like a little stick with a mustache on it that you could like put up to your mouth occasionally to play evil Sterling. <laughs> and then we just take it away. I think that'd be like a good time. I don't know. Something that that would be best case scenario. Let's let's get into Chiefs. We have so much to talk about, so much fun content. Uh, let's start with the Chiefs schedule. I get it, guys. It's September 6th. I also get it. They have to actually play the games in person. What we say, no bearing, surprisingly, on the actual outcome of said game. But guess what? We're gonna do anyways. It's fucking fun. We're going to enjoy this. I hope you guys enjoy it, too. We're going to go game by game predicting the Chiefs' schedule. Don't get mad if we pick the Chiefs to lose because guess what? We're going to do it. Uh, Not saying the Chiefs are a worse team than the said team they lose to, but any given Sunday, and frankly, 
All that matters is the playoffs. When it comes down to it, if the Chiefs go 17-0, lose first round, that's going to be a worse season than the Chiefs going 11-6 and 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 winning the Super Bowl. So, Matt, without further ado, let's get into game one. Yeah, we're going to get into games. By the way, folks, um, on this whole episode, we're doing Chiefs predictions. So, after the records, Sterling and I are going to also talk about our favorites for Rookie of the Year, MVP, Defensive MVP, AFC West action, that kind of stuff, too. Um, but yeah, I, like, let's get into it. You know, like, by the way, last year we were talking at this time about 20 and O before we get into the schedule. Is there any chance you come out of this exercise believing in 20 and O for this year after 17 beers? Oh, I'll believe anything, pal. 17 and O you, you, if I go to Las Vegas and a Raiders fan comes up to me after I've been boozing all day, you better believe I'm yelling 20 and O Mahomes MVP, Super Bowl champs, uh, more tame Sterling. On his first beer of the day, surprisingly, I know, guys, I'm slacking over here. Uh, I, I just don't see 20 and 0 happening. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's get into it and let's start. I mean, it sounds amazing to say there's actually a game within just five days, but it's happening. In fact, in the, like just over a week, we'll be talking about the first two games on the schedule. Let's start a trip to the desert. By the way, it's kind of nice to note that the season also ends here in Glendale in the desert when the Super Bowl when it would be kind of be a nice story if the Chiefs start with a win and end with a win mm. in the same city. I'm predicting a win this Sunday. I think the Arizona Cardinals, there's a lot of guys who are who I think could look old really fast. Right. You're without you're without Nuke. So you've got JJ Watt, AJ Green, Zach Ertz. All those guys last time I checked were like 47. Uh like what like What's your take? Do you think the Chiefs are in danger of losing to Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes College's mentor? No, no. Uh, I think the Chiefs start off 1-0. and I think the Kyler, Mer- Kyler Murray-led Cardinals are very talented. Talent only gets you so far. There's a reason why there was a study clause. Dog was supposed to take an ACT apparently before every game. That was quickly <laughs> removed. Uh, doesn't change the fact that that was put in there originally. I like Kyler Murray. Very, very talented. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's on the hot seat. I don't trust the defense. I don't trust the team as a whole. They're banged up. As, as good as I think the Cardinals can be, I just don't trust them at all with some of the offseason dysfunction surrounding them. Uh, I have a ch- I have a feeling they could implode just early on, especially against a talented team like Kansas City. I have the Chiefs starting off the season one and zero. The by the way, Andy Reid to start the year. There's been he's laid one egg since 2013. The guy's as good to start the season as he is coming off the bye, which is what everyone always talks about. But in these early games, we should also note he. He's not losing. He's not losing with all this time to plan and prepare. And it won't be the Cardinals, at least, that get that done. However, after coming out of the desert, they come home just four days later, have to face one of the most talented rosters in the entire NFL, the, the L.A. Chargers, Thursday Night Football. It's the first really highly anticipated game of the season in terms of like the chiefs probably have like three games where everyone coast to coast is going to be going, I have to watch that game. What do you make of this? Well, chargers are talented. I don't understand the complete super bowl hype surrounding them. I think the talent's there, but again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. They've changed quarterbacks, changed head coaches, changed cities. They find a way to choke until they do it. It's very difficult for me to put 
the Chargers in that category. They can compete for a Super Bowl, but all of a sudden saying they're the AFC West favorites, this, that, and the other, to me seems a little foolhardy. Very talented team. Uh, full transparency, I have them splitting. Just I know we're going to get to it later on, but just so you know, I'm not a complete Chiefs homer. <laughs> I think the Chiefs win at home. They win this game. The Chiefs get the Thursday night game out of the way early, which I think is actually an underrated storyline. That way, they should be relatively healthy. Then you have a long day going into week three. This is best-case scenario in my mind for the Chiefs. I like this for KC. So I have the Chiefs starting the season 2-0. I I have to agree with you. J.C. Jackson's out. The Chargers have several new parts that have to be sort of ingratiated into the roster. Same thing with the Chiefs, too, though. The Chiefs are young. The Chiefs are going to have a lot of like learning on the fly. Mahomes is going to take advantage of some of that on, on his end. Herbert's going to take advantage of that on his end. I see why they could pull off the road upset there, but I'm with you. I think Arrowhead makes the difference. I think the Chiefs get it done on a short week. So right now we're going both 2-0 and mm-hmm. after the first two games. As a golfer, for years I've been hearing PXG say, nobody makes golf clubs like they do, period. You know what? They're right. I went in for a fitting and saw for myself, went in to swing the PXG Black Ops driver. And let me be honest, I was skeptical. Again, I I loved my old driver. I had uh, another very popular big name brand. I love my driver. But they brought me in to to put it to the test. The PXG driver, it won. It was, I don't know, 7 to 10 yards longer. The dispersion was better. And the fitting experience was legitimately phenomenal. You know, I went in being a skeptic, and I came out being a true believer. It feels like a premium club in your hand, and not just that. The, the ability of, of the actual fitting process blew me away. We went from extra stiff to regular stiff shaft. We tried out different weights on the shaft. We tried different shafts in general. Um, we, we were messing with the weights in the driver going from a 10.5-degree driver down to a 9. As someone who has a high launch angle, who gets a lot of loft and height on their ball, I needed something that was a little lower, so we moved the weights to the front of the club. It, it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, they analyze every little bit of information to get the perfect fitting just for you. Um, Again, I was blown away by the PXG Black Ops driver. PXG made me a believer. They'll do the same for every golfer in Kansas City. Visit pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting at PXG Kansas City. Uh, That is 7517 West 119th Street in Overland Park. Get fitted for any club and you'll get a dozen golf balls free. That's pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting. pxg.com slash arrowhead. Limit one dozen golf balls per person. Promotion ends June 30th. Other terms and conditions may apply. See store for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, let's, let's turn the page there because they're going to get that little bit amount of time, you said. And then it's a road trip to where I'm at, Indianapolis. Are you worried about the Colts at all in in, in week three in general? Yeah. What, what's your take on them and then their showdown with the Chiefs? Yeah, I think this is the Chiefs' first loss of the season. I know they have that 10 days. It's a wow. mini buy for Andy Reid. Typically, you would lock that in. I think the Colts are a bad matchup for the Chiefs. That's what I'm thinking here. Not that I don't think the Chiefs are the better team or if they played, you know, say they played 10 times, Chiefs probably win seven or eight. But in Indy, Early in the season, an experienced quarterback in Matt Ryan, so much better than Carson Wentz. They're going to try and run the clock out, play boring football. If the Chiefs can't stop the run, they should be a lot better, by the way. Nick Bolton's very, very good. But if the front four can't stop the run, if they struggle early on, Jonathan Taylor's going to have himself a field day. Um, I think it's close. I think it's ugly. But I think this is where the Chiefs drop their first game. Do you think Danny Shelton is brought up from the practice squad for a game? If he's, if it's for a game, it should be this game. Yeah. That, that, that could be a little bit of a difference maker. Yeah. I, I, I like the Colts enough to think that they're the class of the AFC South, which is, is not hard to do. I don't think, but I'm, I'm not sure they have the pass catchers to keep up with the chiefs. And I know the chiefs lost their own, you know, biggest pass catcher in terms of Tyreek. Michael but- Pittman is real good, dude. I, I like Pittman, but the depth isn't there. They're going to rely real heavily on Alec Pierce, who was just taking the second round before Sky Moore, by the way. I like Matt Ryan, but the chemistry is not quite there yet. The number of pass catchers aren't proven yet. It's a young group. I, I think KC can pull away in terms of the, the total points they score. Let's move on to week four, because then we get back into a one of the holy shit matchups on the schedule here at Tampa Bay. By the way, this is the... This is the third or fourth on the road to open the year. Tom Brady uh, waiting on a Sunday night. I mean, do you have the Chiefs going to 500 or do you think they're going to win three of their first four? I have them going to 500. Again, if you hear the, what my final schedule is, you'll understand. They got to lose some games somewhere. And I think this is a tough one. Going to Tampa against Tom Brady, who's been called death, been calling old. Tom Brady is going to be pissed just how Mahomes is going to be pissed. But I don't necessarily think that makes a massive difference. I hate the chip on the shoulder mantra because every single NFL player, they're playing for something. They always are. It doesn't matter if you, if some fan calls them out, some of the media calls them out. They're, they're playing for something. That's not the difference maker. So people are calling out Tom Brady. I don't think that makes a massive difference. But I do think what makes a massive difference is the youth in the secondary. I don't think they're going to be gelled in Kansas City, those young guys, by week four. Tom Brady is an absolute veteran. That guy has been around so long. 
he knows how to take advantage of the youth in Kansas City secondary. That's what I think happens early on. If this was played week 14, could be completely different. But week four in Tampa, Tom Brady against a ton of youth and inexperience, tough to go against Tom. Yeah. Man, I, I couldn't agree. I just want to say ditto to everything he said. I, I think it's a tough matchup. Man, they just have so much top-tier talent. If Chris Godwin's back by then, um, that's a big difference maker. It's possible that some guys there look old, like we were worried about. They've had some significant losses up front. Um, you know, Ryan Jensen out for the year. Yeah, like, like I get some of that. So if the KC pass rush is coming together well, that game could have sort of an alternate outcome. But I'm with you. I think it's. Uh, I think they're three and one at this point. You have them a two and two. Uh, SA Flip nine six nine says, "How can you be fine losing?" To an old man of the Bucks, have you seen him? He's had Joan Rivers reconstructive surgery. <laughs> could be either twenty three or eighty three, and no one will know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we think there, Sterling. Let's let's go let's go to week five. Yeah, uh, because then it's another Monday night. Man, the Chiefs are just in the prime in prime time so much early in the year. They're finally at home though. The Las Vegas Raiders come to town. The Raiders are hoping to take another bus tour around Arrowhead just in case they didn't see enough of it the first time. Um, are, are you worried about Josh McDaniels and this this new sort of all-in Raiders team with Devontae and company? I'm playing roulette, and I'm throwing an all-on red. Chiefs over the Raiders. I, I, I think they're a better team, the Raiders are, because Devontae Adams – Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, almost threw for 5K last year. They're going to take time to gel. Devontae Adams thrived with that back shoulder throw with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, their connection was just phenomenal. That's not something you get in a couple weeks. That's something that takes time, years, to just completely maneuver. So that's going to be a difficult storyline that I think is not getting talked about enough. Also, the offensive line of the Raiders went from a, what, top five unit two years ago to being bottom five. I don't trust the Raiders offensive line. Chiefs D line should. Now that's a big quote. They are a big uh, asterisk should dominate the Raiders O line. I just don't think the Raiders are as good as some folks in the national media are saying. I think they actually took a step back even well took a step back on the offensive line side and some on the defensive side, even though their weapons as a whole got better. It's like the sexy names got better, but the stuff that actually matters may have gotten worse. So I'm going to go Chiefs over Raiders here. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mayock, John Gruden, whoever was was in charge of, of those personnel moves, they left the Raiders completely thin. I just don't think any sort of depth is there. You could say, oh, Chandler Jones, but, you, you know, you're getting his – you're getting third-team, mid-30s Chandler Jones at this point – they traded for Rocky Yassin, who I think is a good corner, but then they traded Trayvon Mullen for nothing. Uh, they just have no they have no depth. Uh, the, the defense is lacking at several spots. Um, the Raiders are too top-heavy without even having all that good top-heaviness. By the way, what happened to Darren Waller, Like the, as in the third-best tight end in the game last year? Mm-hmm. There was some injuries, but there was also some inconsistency. And suddenly Mark Andrews is like, get out of my way. If, if Waller can't come back this year, like, does it really matter that you've added Devontae Adams if you subtract the kind of target that Waller was? It'll be interesting to see how he returns this year and then tandems together with Adams and Renfro. But I'm out. Chiefs 4-1 and one by my count at this point. Now we're here. 
Bill's game. Don't want to talk about it. Chiefs lose this game. It's going to piss me off uh, and I'm not going to be happy about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Chiefs are 500 again, three and three. You think they lose to the Bills? Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Okay. I just don't see it. I don't get it. They didn't get it. I mean, I understand. It's also the regular season. Yeah. But the Chiefs beat the destroyed. I mean, got destroyed by the Bills that first game. I was there. Yeah. Bills dominated. Yeah. Playoff time. Chiefs won that game. It was close. It was a historical comeback from Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. Josh Allen did nothing wrong. That was a blunder, if you want to say that, from the coaching staff. But even there, I don't know if I can say it's a blunder because that never happens. Unless you're App State in North Carolina this past Saturday, that does not happen. (laughs) I I don't want to be a homer, and I, I just truthfully feel the Bills would win this game. I hate it. It makes me upset. But if I'm just taking straight bias out of this, I want the Chiefs to win. I just – and they could win. I'm not saying the Chiefs can't win. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying in this game, in a vacuum, I think the Bills win. Yeah, I, I get it. I think they're I think they're, um, I think they're. a very good team, obviously. They have one of the NFL's best rosters top to bottom. I, I'm going homer on this one. I'll just use that as my reasoning. Screw it, whatever. Then I don't even have to explain myself. I think the I think the I think the Chiefs are five and one after six weeks. You're sitting at three and three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move to week seven and eight. Let's go to seven before the bye. Now, here's where I think they get their second loss. They're going to San Francisco. I'm a believer in Trey Lance and getting it done. I don't like. I don't think he's uh, you know Mahomesian by any stretch. I think he's going to put his name on the map. But I like Kyle Shanahan, and I think that there's a little bit of like. I guess I'm having the Chiefs at week seven gaining a little bit too much swagger, gaining a little bit too much maybe overconfidence. Um, overlooking San Francisco because it's been so grueling to that point and winning on the road again um, after so many tough games. I just think the Niners are a really solid team, and I think the Niners could eke one out here. I have them at five and two heading into the bye. What do you think? I'm a massive Trey Lance supporter Okay, in San Francisco. I have Trey Lance as a top 10 quarterback this year when everything is said and done. He's better than Jimmy G. The reason being is he has great legs, not saying he's got good looking legs, but he's good with his legs. I mean, they are. He's good got a, I mean, they are pretty good looking too. Cannon for an arm. I think he'll progress on those short in routes, those four or five yard curl slants. I have the Chiefs reeling off a lot of wins late. I have them sitting at three and four. I think the youth, the defensive side of the ball, it's going to look tough early on. I truly think they're going to struggle early on. When the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, remember when the offense or the defense looked just horrid his first half of the season, and then they looked incredible. Yeah, I I, I really feel like that's what we're going to see this year. And I, I I'm just telling folks, if the Chiefs start three and four, do not panic. This was a tough part of the schedule. First yeah. seven games is just brutal. And, not, and let me point this out here. Everyone keeps talking about how the AFC West is this, this behemoth and how it got so much more difficult and how the Chiefs are going to struggle. It's more difficult for every single team in the AFC West. 
It's more difficult for the Chargers, more difficult for the Raiders, more difficult for the Broncos. It's not just harder for Kansas City. It's harder for everyone. I think the AFC as a whole is by far the best division. NFC, I don't think, is very good in comparison. So there's going to be a lot more parity in my opinion. It also helps the Bills play in a JV division. Yeah. Right? Truthfully. I just have the Chiefs with a slow start, three and four, and then they'll start to roll off some dubs. Okay. Okay. I will say this. I I I think that they lose in San Fran. You think they lose in San Fran too, but I, I, um, it did occur to me, San Fran's uh, Trent Williams, best in the game of any offensive lineman at any position, right? Other than that, though, Lakin Tomlinson leaves in free agency. Alex Mack retires. Mike McGlinchey on the right-hand side went out last year with a quad injury, is back this year, but is still hurting. That defensive front, if George Karloftis is in midseason form by then, if Frank Clark isn't out and injured, if Carlos Dunlap is providing what we hope he is, that game could be provide, could be shaken there in the trenches to make a young guy like Trey Lance a little bit more uncomfortable that, like, and, and maybe maybe doing something there. So uh, something, to, something to chat about. The Chiefs have the bye. We've talked about their success off of the bye. Um, but week nine versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm at five and two right now. You're at three and four. What's happening on that Sunday night football game? Easy dub. Easy dub for Kansas City. I think the Titans are a poor team this year. Uh, I think the Colts win that division. Uh, sure, they have Derrick Henry. They have Derrick Henry. I think Traylon Burks is fine. Robert Woods is there, but Robert Woods is not a great replacement for A.J. Brown. Uh, if you're going to spin and get on the, the carnival ride of Ryan Tana Thrill, that's a bad ride. Get me off of it. I, I think the Chiefs roll after a bye against the Titans. Yeah. Uh, I know we've said it for a few years, and the Titans have been tough to play against. I just don't see that happening this year. The Titans do not look good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a steep fall from the number one seed last year. They just lost Harold Landry for the year. You're just not – plus, I'll, I'll say this. Ryan Tannehill was a great story after being a bust in Miami. Like mm-hmm. like Tennessee – it's like Alex Smith coming to KC and and – and showing off some great years, having some good success. So kudos to Tannehill and getting something out of him like they did. But there's no way that the Titans are winning that game. I just don't see it at all. I agree. I've got them at six and two. You're in four and four at this point. The mighty Jacksonville Jaguars. Now look, I know we're both projecting major losses here. No, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, do we even need to talk about the Jags? Are we? Just I think the Jags are better. They actually have an adult in the room. Doug Peterson. I like Doug Peterson a lot. If he won coach of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it happens because I don't think they win enough games, but I think the turnaround is drastic enough that he gets some consideration, but they're just still not good enough. There's not enough talent to compete with Kansas city. Not yet. Jags can beat up on some bad teams, but yeah, I have the chiefs handling Jacksonville. You think that'll be a close game because, because of Doug? No, I, I like Doug Peterson, but again, Jacksonville is going to win against teams uh, that are that are closer to them. Like if they beat the the Titans once or twice, if they beat the Colts once, uh, you beat Houston twice. I mean, you're looking at six plus wins probably for for uh, Jags, maybe close to seven, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. Boy, that'd be a great season for them. Now we reach a midseason part of the schedule here. That's that's its own gauntlet, if you will. You said earlier that you had the Chiefs splitting with the Chargers. Here's your road game, Sterling. Mm-hmm. You think this is another loss? Yeah, that's the that's the one. So I don't care how it shakes out. Maybe the Chiefs lose that Thursday night game and they win in L.A. Yeah. Could be. I think they split against the Chargers. Um, this is where the schedule gets tough for, I would say, three more weeks. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, they have a pretty, pretty daunting schedule there. Uh, but yeah, so that has me at, uh, what's that? Five and five. You're at five losses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, I, just split wherever you want to have it happen early in the season or here they're splitting. I totally agree. I think, I think this is a loss. I think the Chargers are too talented and, you know, we talk about the AFC West and dominance, the chiefs dominance, but the chiefs haven't dominated the chargers. They've like steamrolled the Broncos. They've steamrolled the Raiders. And then the chargers have given them very competitive games and, and even some losses. So, you know, it, like saying they're going to split with the Chargers really doesn't mean much. That's that's really kind of par for the course in the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm at seven and three right now with the other L.A. team coming in. What do you think of the Super Bowl defending champion Rams? What do you have here? So hear me out. Don't go panicking. The Rams are my Super Bowl team in the NFC this year. OK, I still think they're really good, even without OBJ. And by the way, OBJ could be back for this game. Jeez. Wouldn't be surprised. This this is about the time frame they're looking at, right? I know he's not officially signed with the Rams, but they've been in talks. That's the team. If I was putting money on for OBJ to sign with, it'd be with the Rams. I I think the Chiefs lose this game five six, or they're they're at five and six now. I I, I just yeah. I do. So don't panic. Trust me, guys. Please don't panic. Hear me out. Uh, I agree. I I think they lose two in a row here. Um, I think these teams are a bit too much. I mean, we want the chief, you know, we want the chiefs to win. Chiefs can't win them all. Um, the Rams are the best that the NFC has to offer. I think they're a complete team front to back. And I think the chiefs are just still too young to make that work. Lucas is wondering when are these bunch of wins coming Sterling? Oh, you'll uh, see. Here they are. You'll yeah. see. I'm at seven and four. You're what you're what you're at five and six. All right. All right. Uh, next up though, it really doesn't relent too much. Cincinnati Bengals. Like, what's your take on on this week? Do they turn the corner against last year's AFC champs? They win. I, I think they handle business against the Cincinnati Bengals. I do not see them losing again. I don't think the Bengals are as good uh, this upcoming season as last year. Uh, nothing against the Bengals. I am taking absolutely nothing away from their Super Bowl run last season. They earned that, okay? Things broke their way, but they earned that. Chiefs, that defense is gelled at this point. This defense is going to look legitimate at this point. I think the Chiefs easily take care of business against the Bengals. Uh, I don't know that I would lean into easily there. Dude. But but at the same time, I agree that they needed a complete meltdown from the Chiefs to to advance. You want to give them more credit than I want to. I I don't think – I think that, that they beat Cincinnati, but I think Cincinnati is going to be better. That's a young team. That is a young team who – who are going to continue to get better and better. So I think the Chiefs win, but yeah, I, th- I think it's a close game. I think I think it'll be a thriller. My worry, you know, my hope is that my hope for the Bengals and good football in general is that Joe Burrow can stay healthy. Sure. But I just, you know, I I, I don't know. Will he be healthy all year? I hope so, but who knows how that'll go down. It's kind of crazy that we haven't even brought up the Denver Broncos yet, and we're through week 13. But here we are with two of the final four games of the year. The Chiefs have beat Denver every year since 1871, and Lewis and Clark were something to talk about on the nightly news. Are you worried at all about about 
Russell Wilson, is he writing anywhere but into the loss column? What what are you thinking there? If this was early in the season, I would say he has a better shot. But Russell Wilson, every single season, it's a tale of two halves. First half, Russell Wilson, oh my gosh, could he be an MVP candidate? Second half of the season, oh my gosh, is his job going to get taken? Like, (laughs) Russell Wilson is just, it it is what it is. I like Russell Wilson. The Broncos got better. They did. There's no denying it. They're still not a great team. It's not like the Broncos all of a sudden with Russell Wilson are going to be Super Bowl contenders. I think they might make the playoffs. That's who they are. The, the Chiefs take care of business against the Broncos. The Chiefs have won against Denver you know, since 2015. If you're a Royals fan, I am. It's depressing. I know. Think how long ago that World Series was. That's the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Until they do it, does not matter. Kansas City rolls over Denver. Yeah, no one's going to disagree with you here. I don't even need to, like, worry about it. At some point, the Broncos will break that streak. I'm not predicting it, though. Like, they're going to have to earn it. It's just so silly. Anyway, yeah, we're we're both rolling over that one, even though that's a road game and it's it's on Sunday Night Football. The following week, boy, the schedule starts to look really delicious Mm -hmm. down the stretch run. I mean, this is like – I think we walked into a pastry shop because there's so many cupcakes here uh, at Houston Texans on a Sunday. I'm assuming it's just going to look like Arrowhead South down there with probably the number of tickets sold and, and like playing Houston in, in, in December. Like, who's even the co- case Keenum's son is probably no, stop. Davis Mills is solid. Don't you rip on Davis Mills. It's no difference. Chiefs roll over Houston. I like Brandon cooks. I like Damian Pierce, the rookie running back for them. I do like Damian or Davis Mills. I I, I do. They're not good enough. They're a five-win team tops Houston, uh, and they're not beating Kansas City. We can stop with that. We'll go to Seattle. Drew Locke is going to be starting at this point. I think Geno Smith, they'll learn their lesson. They know the ceiling with Geno. It's maybe six wins. Sure, Drew Locke might not get you six wins, but he might get you the first overall draft pick. The variance <laughs> with, with Drew Locke, I think, is enough that you want to at least roll with him. I like Drew Locke a lot, by the way, Mizzou guy. Uh, but again, let's go with it. Chiefs doesn't doesn't matter if it's Geno or or Drew. Chiefs win that game against Seattle. What do you yeah. have? Uh, yeah, there's no there's no way there's no way. I th- I think Seattle found some nice parts in this recent draft. I think um, you know they're Charles Cross or new left tackles legit uh franchise tackle which is hard to find in today's day and age but yeah i mean the the, the seahawks are going to suck for years to come they know they're a long-term rebuild let's go next what do we got broncos back up that's we another chiefs win and then finally the chiefs in with the raider so we both have the chiefs winning out in their yeah. final six games is that right Correct. Yeah, the Chiefs beating the Raiders again they move to 11 and 6 again i told you guys stick with me here you all were calling me a hater, losing credibility. Chiefs at 11-6. and six. That's a good season with this schedule. They won the games they're supposed to win. It's going to be a difficult season. And guess what? That's with them going 5-1 and one in the AFC West. You know what that means? They keep the crown. I have the uh, Chargers also at 11-6 and six this season. But guess what? They're going to fall. They go 4-2 and two in the division. Chiefs 5-1. and one. Chiefs win the AFC West. There you have it. I was twelve. I had the Chiefs at twelve and four before this game, and I was getting ready to pencil in like a pretty easy thirteen and four. But it occurs to me if the Chiefs are in great position at that point, the Raiders might be facing Chad Henney and the Chiefs' second team as they prepare for the postseason if they have a first round bye locked up. 
So it's possible the Raiders win this game as a gimme from Andy Reid, who's looking at the postseason and could care less about week 18. Uh, but if everyone plays, I'm going 13-4 and four for the Chiefs. Now, Sterling, both of our Chiefs teams are making the postseason. Where do you have them going? How far? And if not the Super Bowl, then what? Ooh, I, I would say I have them at 11-6, and six, have them in the playoffs. I believe I had them as the three seed. I think the Bills are the one seed because their schedule is easy. I have the Ravens as a two seed because I think they're getting overlooked. I'm not a massive Ravens guy, like, but they're a good regular season team, right? I don't think the Ravens are this spectacular playoff team. They just don't feel like they can come back against high-powered offenses. That's not how they're built. But they always seem to do very well when healthy in the regular season. I expect Lamar Jackson to be healthy this year. They were rolling. They almost made the playoffs last year without Lamar, with a third-string quarterback going for a game or two, even when Tyler Huntley was out. So I think the Ravens, with a relatively easier division, I think the Bengals are good. Uh, Steelers are a good team with zero quarterback. I just think the Ravens have an easier schedule in Kansas City. Uh, I have the Chiefs in the AFC uh, championship game again. This time, though, not hosting. Not hosting. And you, okay. So you have Chiefs making it all the way to the AFC championship game, but losing on the road is what you're saying. You nailed it. Okay. I'm not happy about it. See, you can see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. I like it's it. Very I hard. That. I respect that. You're doing the hard thing. You're doing the hard thing. You're giving the crowd not what they want. You're you're the old band playing. We got a new song for you guys tonight. And the whole crowd's like, where's the hit? And you're like, I'm playing what I want anyway. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I trust me. My internal, this internal turmoil going on right now is not fun. The Chiefs fan of me is trying to punch myself right now. It's a very yeah. difficult fight. Imagine going to see Twisted Sister in concert. And he said, Dee Snyder says, I just wrote a new song. Here we go. You're like, get out of here, D. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, I think the Chiefs roll all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I, uh, I'm totally being a homer here. I'm, I'm not a believer in the Bills. I'm, I, I'm not a believer in, in, uh, in the Bengals. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just in it. I'm in it. I, for the depth and the youth, I just think the Chiefs have significantly raised their floor, and that's what burned them in several games last year. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, Lucas, very funny. Uh, I like Sterling's predictions as much as I like listening to the Eagles. Very, very funny. I like that comment. But you also had the, the Chiefs losing to the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Does that either mean you like the Eagles or are you just trying to rip on me? Because I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Come on now, Lucas. You, got, one, you guys need a peaceful, easy feeling. All right. <laughs> I mean, no. You, whatever's going on. Frankly, I appreciate all the comments. Again, none of us are going to be right. We have no idea. The games have to actually be played. Uh, Chris says, I can't wait for Rita Mahomes to prove you wrong, Sterling. Trust me, I I hope they do. I'm not betting against Kansas City. Having them go to the AFC Championship game in a season where they are reloading, where this is the 10th youngest roster in the NFL, I don't think that's me being disrespectful to Kansas City. I'm not counting them out. I have them winning the AFC West for a seventh straight year. I just think it's a lot more difficult. I think the youth uh, will will see some struggles, especially early on. Uh, again, I, I just think the Bills have an easier schedule. They'll get home field advantage. 
That's just my personal opinion of how this season plays out. But who knows? Fucking the Jets could go on a run. Every quarterback could get hurt except for, uh, who is it now? Zach Wilson, this, the dude who plays in Disney movies. <laughs> Disney movies. Hey, I'll, I'll say this to, to Sterling's credit. If the Chiefs are going to lose and fail to come up with any sort of like major postseason run, if they flame out, even if they make it to the AFC Championship flame out, whatever, this year we will probably be able to look back and identify, oh, we should have seen this coming in advance. Because you're right. There are legitimate reasons why they shouldn't make that next level because you lose Tyreek, because you've gone very young, because guys like because some positions are still thin, like defensive line and, and, and corner, like all those kind of growth areas in the end, we could look back and go, Oh, we should have seen that coming. It was very easy. If the game is won and lost in the trenches, you can't come into it a season leaning on Frank Clark to play 17 games. Like maybe that will be the script that we end up saying right now. We're able to kind of look at it through rose colored lenses and see that that's, that that's the case. So, Sterling, let's let's move forward here because we're talking about all of our predictions. Um, but I'm interested in Chiefs player awards and what you think. Should we start? Should we start with like big awards or should we start with like little awards? Let's go. Uh, let's go big awards. Let, let, let's start okay. from the top. Okay. The 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 most valuable player. I mean, is it silly to even ask this? Is it possible for another one? Who do you have for the Chiefs MVP this year? Mahomes. I think Mahomes is going to be a top three MVP candidate in the entire NFL this season. Uh, It's going to be a little different than we've seen before, right? Without Tyreek Hill. I don't want to say it's a death by a thousand cuts because I don't think that's going to quite be the, the mantra here. You still have MVS, McCall Harmon, who stretched the field. Travis Kelsey is an absolute, I don't know, Buffalo slash Rhino slash Gazelle. Dude is just a unicorn. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is going to dominate in that, what, five to eight yard range. If Juju each yeah. game had seven catches for 70 yards, six catches, 65 yards. That feels like he's going to slot in almost every single game. But Mahomes is going to be the orchestrator behind all of this. He is going to be the leader, the captain. He's going to do a great job spreading the ball around. Sure, I don't know if it's going to be a more balanced attack. I don't know why would we believe that after not seeing that with the Chiefs dominating the Bills or the Bengals on the ground and then still trying to pass the ball. So I don't think we're going to see, you know, Clyde rush 25, 30 times a game. That doesn't seem realistic. So it's still going to be them a home show. And if he throws for over 5K yards, I would for sure believe that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I have, you know, I've got Mahomes as my Chiefs MVP. I, um, I love that the Chiefs have already grown accustomed to not having – Tyreek do everything deep that they want to do. Like last year, the league adjusted. You saw two high, uh, you know, two high safeties, you know, every game shutting down what the Chiefs really wanted to do in the passing game. I think Mahomes went through some of that adjustment last year. Now he has new personnel to adjust to as well. But I, I, I think Andy and company know what they're doing. I think they went out and got the weapons they did on purpose. Um, I, I think this is going to be great. So yeah, I think Mahomes has a stellar year. And yeah, all the future future trunks, however, says Harrison Butker will be the team MVP kicking the Bills in the offseason after their overtime <laughs> in the AFC Championship. Uh, that would be amazing. The, the first kicker, Harrison Butker, team MVP. You heard it here first from future trunks. I love it. I, yeah. I, I, if he can hit from 70 yards, like 
that I'd, I'd sign up for a season of that. Who is your defensive MVP? Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton's going to dominate. Nick Bolton is going to lead the team in tackles, potentially lead the NFL in tackles, going to be up there in tackles for a loss. He bursts through the line. He's improved drastically when it comes to his coverage, his pass coverage. Nick Bolton is becoming an all-around superstar defensively. He is extremely intelligent. He's going to get the entire defense in place. Uh, Nick Bolton is going to be the guy that the Chiefs defense learns and leans to. It's crazy. It's only going to be a second year. Very high on Nick Bolton. He is my Chiefs defensive MVP. Love it. Love that. I'm going Chris Jones here, but but I want to say this. I'm bullish on Frank Clark. I'm bullish on Frank Clark. I think he's going to show up big. I think Karloftis shows up big and and because teams are going to learn that they have to respect those edges. I think Chris Jones is going to feast in the middle like we've been dying for him to feast in the middle for years in Kansas in terms of like statistical production. I think Chris Jones is going to put together a campaign and the sort of numbers that people are going to be saying, uh, hey, here's a guy who deserves merit for defensive MVP overall in the National Football League. And if that's the case, this front line is going to be something significant. So uh, I'm bullish on all those guys. I say that word a lot. Like you say sunk cost. I'm bullish on sunk cost. Uh, yeah. You're the most excited of on Frank Clark of anyone I've ever heard, by the way. I am. I am so in on Frank Clark this year. I'm a believer in his transformation. Um, I think they brought him back for a good reason. I, I totally get why people are down on him. I, I, I get it. I understand why he has his several detractors. I get why people think it's a waste of, of money. I, I, I get some of that, um, but I'm in, I, he delivered one championship mm-hmm. and we all should be grateful for that. And I think he can deliver much more. I don't think we're, I think, I don't think we're talking about Frank's value in past tense, but we'll get to this in just a second. So who's your rookie? There's 10 drafted rookies on this team is one of the, I'm assuming one of those is your rookie of the year. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, George Karloftis. I really think Karloftis is as high as you are in Frank Clark. That's how high I'm on, or I am with George Karloftis. He was the guy I wanted the Chiefs to draft in this past year's NFL draft. Uh, I was glad they went with a more polished player, right? You know, everyone was saying Boye Mafe or maybe a more developmental guy. The Chiefs have not shown any sort of tendency to develop edge rushers currently. Great job at corner, right? But they've really struggled with edge guides. So getting a more polished, week one ready type of player, I think is going to pay dividends. He looked really good in the preseason. I do think he can learn from Frank Clark. I think that's that, that's obviously a, a positive there where Frank's the mentor leader. But I think George Karloftis is going to have a hell of a season. Where do you think he finishes in terms of like pressures, sacks? Mm. Man, I'd probably say right around eight to ten sacks for Karloftis. Boy, that'd be a hell of a season. I think he has the second most sacks on the team behind Chris Jones. Wow. Uh, I think Dunlap, depending on how many games Dunlap plays, might be third. Again, I'm not super high on Frank Clark. I just I like the words. I like what he's saying, but I've been fooled many a time by him sure. thinking he's going to turn that corner. So until Frank does it, I'm going to go with Karloftis. I'm very high though on George Karloftis. Again, this is why the Chiefs going 11 and six this year. This is more of a youth movement. I think the the, the following season, the Chiefs are going to be just incredible for years to come, especially defensively. This is the first glimpse we're going to see of this youth come together. 
I, I mean, I'm truly so intrigued about this upcoming season. Yeah. My rookie of the year, I got to go Trey McDuffie. I have loved this kid uh, for a long time. I, th- I think he's going to have an outstanding future. I loved Marcus Peters. I loved grabbing a cornerback out of Washington in the first round, and I love that they did it again. This guy's not Marcus Peters. He's not a risk taker and, and you know, some kind of ball hawk who's going to, like, give up the yards and then change the game later with a game-altering play. He's going to be the consistent, instinctual guy shutting down his receiver, shutting down his his area. I, I, I just think fans are going to love him and go, holy hell, we have not had this – high of a ceiling in the secondary for a long time. I forgot what that looked like. I think McDuffie's going to remind us all, oh, we were used to Charverius Ward's top-end play being the best that we could see anyone play or something like that. Don't you hate on Charverius Ward? I'm not hating on Charverius Ward. I'm just saying we haven't seen a truly high ceiling player there play consistently. We've seen bursts from Legereus Snee that you're like, holy hell, he's playing about as good as anyone right now. But I'm talking, I'm talking sustained ceiling. We haven't seen it. And yeah. McDuffie's going to remind us of that. I also want to point out, and let me know your thoughts on this, the fact that we've not been talking about McDuffie a ton, just national media, local media, that's a phenomenal thing. And you want to know why? When you normally talk about first-round cornerbacks, early cornerbacks drafted, it's typically because they're getting burnt. You know why folks talk about Eli Apple? <laughs> Eli Apple. I mean, come on. I mean, sure, Jalen Ramsey, but that's the elite of the elite, right? If you are the elite of the elite, you will get talked about if you're a cornerback. If you're not the elite of the elite, typically you get talked about because you are getting burnt. I love this about Trent McDuffie. And I, do you agree with that say, uh, with that sentiment, I guess, right there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's right on. I, I think he's going to just steadily do his job. He'll learn. He'll take his lumps like anyone else. I think Tom Brady, I think, I think the league's best corners – are still going to be able to catch these guys and in the occasional mismatch, you know, like like doing what they will with pre-snap reads, their eyes in the backfield, et cetera. Um, yeah, but, you know, McDuffie's going to learn and grow. That's kind of the theme of a lot of these rookies too, by the way. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is going to be the most improved player on this year's Chiefs team? Most improved. I'm going to go with Willie Gay Jr. Uh, and most improved because we're going to see a lot more of him. I think he's going to be a legitimate three-down linebacker now. Incredible in pass coverage, so athletic. Uh, I think it's coming together uh, just as far as mentally being there. He's grown in this SPACs defense. We heard, obviously, when Verderam and Patrick Allen had on Brett Veach, which was an incredible interview with Brett Veach, how he wanted Nick Bolton drafted because he thought that they would play well together. And I believe that. Their playing styles are incredible. They match up very well. They're going to play off each other. And if I have Nick Bolton as a defensive MVP, I have Willie Gay Jr. as most improved. Those two are going to be a force. Love it. I do. I, lo- I love those two. I thought about Nick Bolton for this one um, because I just love the linebackers. But I kind of viewed this award as more of like comeback player of the year too, like like the, like an improvement from last year. And so that's why I gotta, I'm got. i going to go Frank on this one. I, I mentioned Frank earlier. I'm just all in on Frank, everyone. I, I'm just going to keep saying Frank. Is it Frank's Red Hot or Frank Clark, the player? Is it Frank's Red Hot, like the, the hot sauce? Or That's what I thought we were talking about. This is okay. all red screen, right? It's all like red. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I just think Frank's going to have a great year. And, and uh, 
he'll he'll be most improved upon himself. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what about uh, what about the biggest surprise? We go Clyde. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I'm really, really high on Clyde this year. Uh, I think he's going to be a, I don't know if it's a legitimate three down back, but as close as you have in today's NFL in an Andy Reid system, I don't think Rojo gets many snaps at all. He might even be a healthy scratch on game day. Same thing with Jared McKinnon. McKinnon could be a healthy scratch on game days if they believe Clyde is that good on third down. Right. I think McKinnon does bring something to the table. Uh, He'll be used in the playoffs and for a late stretch run, he'll keep the guys fresh. But there's a reason why McKinnon was brought back on a one year deal like that. He kind of is who he is at this point, which is a valuable player, but used in bursts. That leaves basically Isaiah Pacheco as the only other guy vying for for touches with Clyde. I like him, but he's a seventh round running back. Sure, you can find lightning in a bottle. James Robinson, right, for the Jags, undrafted. Uh, Priest Holmes. Uh, you could go with Philip Lindsay. Had a good couple of seasons as an undrafted guy. I just think Clyde is going to have all of the opportunities to lead this backfield. He talked to you and myself uh, about six months ago, probably now, about the gallbladder, saying this is his first real offseason, real OTAs training camp. We saw him burst on later on in the season last year before the collarbone injury because he was fully healthy, back up to his playing weight, back up to his full strength. He looked good. I think we see that for a full season. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think Clyde's going to have a very good year. I think that makes him a surprise. However, since you already took Clyde, I'll say this. I think my biggest surprise is going to be Orlando Brown Jr. I think mm. I, I think I think no one's talking about Brown after he was the talk of all of June, July. Now that he's back, I think people forget that he improved a ton as the season went on. And and like as he's learning a new team, a new system, a new quarterback, the Chiefs have kept him motivated for that contract. I think we're going to be all very pleasantly surprised that Orlando Brown Jr. is not, it's not like, oh, the talk of the line is all the interior. I think we're going to be talking about the four great linemen of the Chiefs all season long. And I think after the season, we're going to go, oh, I thought I knew what Orlando Brown's ceiling was, but given a second year with the system, he's actually better than I thought he would be. So I'm going Orlando on that. I keep seeing a Hardman in the chat, and I think that's obviously a fair one. Uh, Again, no one actually knows. For all we know, it could be Noah Gray, right? We have no idea. Uh, I keep seeing a Hardman, though. The reason why I I like to pump the brakes on him, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. What about Frank Clark? Fool me three three times. Well, that's that's still on me because I said fool me twice was me. So three times has to be me. And why am I keep getting fooled? How am I this much of a sucker? Like, how am I this much of a sucker? If you keep fooling me, if you fool me four, four times, you fool me four fucking times. That's definitely on me at this point. Okay? <laughs> you fool me five times. That's on you. I'm obviously not understanding the question. If you fool me five fucking times, that's on you because you're taking advantage of me. That's what's happening here. But no, Hardman, I think he is who he is. He's going to be a good player. A role player, but a good player. Uh, he'll be used in certain situations. There, he'll be used in certain play calls when they get him the ball in space. He's incredible, but he's not a great route runner. We've not seen that from him so far, and it'd be a little bit um, too much faith in my eyes to say he's going to break out after I thought he was the past couple of seasons. I can't just keep putting my eggs in that basket. Sure. You're kind of talking a little bit disappointment. I've got one more player award, if you will, but this is the bad one. What do you think is going to be the biggest disappointment 
on this year's Chiefs roster? The reason why I'm going with this player is strictly from a playing time perspective based on what I think the majority of fans believe. Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore is going to be one of the best receivers for a long time. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 receiver in the NFL, but he's going to be a legitimate guy for the Kansas City Chiefs for an extended period of time. I think that happens next year, not this year. I just don't think the opportunity is going to arise. Uh, I, I think Juju, MVS, and McColl will have a stranglehold on the top three. I think we might see a decent amount uh, more two tight ends, 13 personnel. Uh, maybe they do run the ball more, but, but I think Clyde gets a lot more targets in the pass game. I really Really like Sky Moore. Don't get it twisted. His footwork, his route running is top notch. He's got Johnny Benchy in hands, right? Those things are freaking catcher's mitts. Very excited in Sky Moore, what the future holds. Again, I just don't think it happens this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Juan Thornhill on this one. And I would love to believe that Juan is going to be the guy that we want to see, especially after that first year. But, and, and, you know, Juan came out and predicted an all pro season for himself. Um, that's a tall order. He got like the guy got benched just last year when like just to clearly someone who is far less talented than he is. I, I just then have a hard time believing the narrative. The, the words and the actions there are just very different. I would I I hope I'm wrong. I, I would love to see Juan succeed in every respect that he wants to. And, and if he comes out huge, I'd, I'd love to be totally wrong. I could care less about being wrong. Do you think the full healthy off season though, will help him because I'm a firm believer that the f- full healthy off season for a Thornhill helps. Maybe he never becomes what he was his rookie season, but if he still becomes a good player, that's all the chiefs really need. They don't need another superstar safety. Uh, safety is a position where you can get by with good players as long as they're not complete liabilities for the most part. Uh, I think one Thornhill could be a good player this year. I'm not expecting great things, but I'm expecting good things. Well, okay. Yeah. Let me, let me just say that real fast. The injury came at the end of his rookie season. So you have all that off season. And then the next year he was like, not okay. You're like, okay, that's, that's the injury affected year. Then he had another full off season and all of last season to look better, and he still got benched. So now he's had another offseason. Like, I, I think I'm kind of over the injury narrative. Mm-hmm. If the injury just changed him forever, like some guys are never the same after a major injury, I, I, could, I could agree with that scenario. But Thornhill has now said, nope, I'm feeling good, and you're going to see an all-pro season. I like it, but the Chiefs' actions benched him last year, and they took a second-round safety this year. So to me – I think that adds up more to I think he could be more disappointing than than surprising in, in being an all pro. Again, mm. I hope I'm wrong and I hope the Chiefs are just super deep at safety. Mm. You know what? I like your reading between the lines though. That's a good uh that was some Sherlock Holmesian shit right there, Matt Connor. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, my dear Justin Watson. <laughs> and, uh, all right. Are we doing it? Are we time? Let's the do it. the must list. Let's get into the must list. If you don't know, we've been doing this week in and week out, going on, I think, week four, maybe week five. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Richard, get your glorious stash and hair in here. What's up, guys? It's not getting cut. We're not cutting this one. There's no bets on this mustache. Mm, No, come on. We got (laughs) to bet something. Bet something with that stash. Love it. Chiefs Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. I I shave it. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we have a long time to wait here. Let's go. But, but damn. 
Yeah, we'll do it live on there. All right, Richard, what do you got for us this week? All right, must list for this week. Uh, I just got caught up on the third season of Blown Away. So that's the glass blowing show on Netflix. Very hypnotic. I was telling Matt Connor before the show that as I watch it, I have this strange urge to, to, I want to bite the, the glass, you know, when they, they blow it and it's melting. It looks really yummy. It looks like Dog, candy. it's going to burn your mouth. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it just to say I'm the first person to eat molten glass. So he said it was like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it looks like a Jolly Rancher. I will say, I watched that show. It's, it's like really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Ooh, someone said you should grow uh, lamb chops or mutton chops, Richard. You should totally do that. I could try. I don't think anything grows here, but we'll give Can it a you shot. You grow the Lemmy Kilmeister. You know, from Motorhead, no. oh, you grow no, that no. all the way Hell down, no. up, connect that. Come on. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, yeah, I can't do that. I just, yeah, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't got Connor's jeans. Dude, I, I mean, I get nothing here. I try like Chia Chen. I try Miracle Grow. I try anything I can. I put, sometimes I put mustard on it. Just put mustard on it. Anyway, <laughs> hey, my, hey, my must list for the week. I, I um, So I, you know, I read Tolkien growing up. Amazon has that new Lord of the Rings series, Rings of Power. I don't like I don't know if you guys are into this kind of thing or not. I love the Peter Jackson movies. Not the Hobbit movies. Those got like a little like a little willy-nilly for me. But um dude, man, this new Amazon series like it just nails it. I'm having a ton of fun uh watching these first couple episodes. So, yeah. Uh so we both went uh like what to watch. Sterling, you got something to watch or what's your must list? Uh, my must list is One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's the forgotten album by the Chili Peppers. Everybody, they like to forget, right, about when Dave Navarro joined. Even the Chili Peppers say they say they don't feel as connected to that album. But I listened to that album, and holy shit, what a good album. Chili Peppers are my favorite band. Love John Frusciante. But I think when you look back and listen to that album, because it's so unloved, you can appreciate for the differences that were in that album. One Hot Minute, I, I just fully believe was, it never got its due. It never got its due. <laughs> Mr. Shrub just says, ugh. I don't know to who he's saying it, but maybe all three of us, he's just like, ugh. Multiple uh, times, too. He's really uh, ugging us right now. Ugh. Wait, by the way, if he likes does- ugh so much, he would like Tom Brady's shoes. Oh. Hey, what's, uh, what's the best Red Hot Chili Peppers album? Mother's Milk. Oh. All right, not what I thought you'd say, but well, I like it because that, that, that's when Flea still had a lot more. You know, he's slapping the bass a little bit more. Ruben's first album that was when the first iteration of the four came to came to, together. I get it. Yeah, I really, really love Mother's Milk. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Richard, are you are you a Red Hot fan? I am not, but I do like a few of their songs. I I, I know them. Yeah. Californication, that's a good song. Uh, I love that whole album. I like Californication to me is like a killer album. Okay. I also get it. If you don't like Anthony Kiedis, his lyrics are brutal. Oh, they're horrible. You know, up to my ass and alligators. Let's get on with the alligator haters. Yeah. I understand that's not poetry, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Chili peppers are fucking awesome. Chad Smith for Shantae flea. Kiedis is just there because he's kind of just a badass dude. Great mustache. By the way, stick with your mustache, bros, Richard. Come on. Love it. Uh, man, well, I boy, what a way to end a show. Sterling's about ready to have a fight here over Red Hot Chili Peppers and a band that sings Suck My Kiss. So we'll end it there. <laughs> uh, folks, for uh, for Richard, our wonderful producer, Sterling, our, our, um, our musically 
challenge friend and uh, myself. Uh, hey, look, as always, we're just so glad to have you guys on board. Uh, it's been so much fun talking Chiefs for all the offseason. And now that there's like some actual football ready to be played, we're just glad that you guys are just still here for the ride too. We, 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 we just love interacting with everyone on socials, on here, whatever. You guys are great. Um, so thanks for listening. We just love it so much. Uh, all the best to you guys. And of course, in five days, go Chiefs. We'll see you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.